0: This is Oni's On Opas, a fan podcast where we talk about our favorite things about Korean dramas, most especially the leading men of K-dramas, a.k.a. our K-drama boyfriends, a.k.a. Opas.
1: And we are your
0: metaphorical big sisters, a.k.a. Oni's I'm Susie. And I am Lynn. And before we go into the restaurant that is going to be the episode before us and enjoy the delicious meal, Susie, to whom would you like to say, Well, this time I would like to
1: thank talent. <laughs> I would just like to thank all the talented people who have made Korean dramas possible to Mm. us because I was just contemplating how long the list of things I want to watch and Mm -hmm. um, how there's always new things that also I want to watch and it's just a never-ending thing and then then just I just thought how spoiled are we you know that Mm. (laughs) you have such an abundance of choices and lots of them very good choices like Mm -hmm. you almost can't go wrong if you like sort of have heard how certain dramas are, or whatnot, you know? Yeah. So I, I just, I marveled at that this week. Mm. <laughs> at how just, there's so many people with good talents that has made this possible for us. So
0: thank you. All of you. I very much enjoy your very broad drama. Kismi he does. <laughs> <seriously>. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> Hooray for talent. Uh, well, mine is also somewhat broad, although a little bit more specific. I wanted once again, I did this several episodes ago, but I wanted once again to thank the plethora of our international listeners. Because Aww. since the last time I read off all the places that people have listened to our podcast from, we have a bunch of new
1: Whoa. Countries
0: on there. I hesitate to say countries because <coughs> some of the things on this list are not countries, but uh, <laughs> primarily they are. So I'm just going to go through it and we can ooh and ah together at the array of places around the world where people mm-hmm. are listening to us. I am amazed by it. This is in order of how many people are listening in the various places. So mm-hmm. we start with the United States, followed by Australia. Philippines, UK, United Kingdom, not a country, Germany, (laughs) Canada, France, India, Belgium, Brazil, New Zealand, Netherlands, Ukraine, Spain, Malaysia, Indonesia, Italy, Singapore, Japan, South Africa, United Arab Emirates, Hong Kong, China, that one really, I was like, really, are they what? even allowed to listen to what we have to say in China? <laughs> Apparently so. Uh, Korea, somebody who actually knows what, oh, what no. they're talking about is oh, no. So right, <laughs> we, we take whoops, we take correction. We don't take direction, but we take correction. We do. So let we us do. know what we're getting wrong. <laughs> oh my god! Uh, after Korea is Colombia, oh. Nigeria. Denmark, Thailand, oh. Poland, Luxembourg, Morocco, Romania, Bulgaria, Oman, Tunisia, what? Dutch East Indies, <laughs> Russia, which is was another of like, are you allowed? Uh, are you... Great, uh. hooray. <laughs> uh, I lost my place. Oh, Sri Lanka, Argentina, oh. and Kazakhstan. Ooh. Amazing to me. Amazing. That people from all these different places in the world, I mean, it does make like, a little make me wonder if, like, how accurate are these numbers? But I'm going to choose to believe because I just love the yeah. fact that all those countries oh. so exciting. Da, mm. listeners,
1: I just wonder <laughs> how you know how some of these people found us. Like, that's fascinating to me. How it's true these things happen. Like I, I really wonder, you know. Um
0: I have well three that's... letters to explain. <laughs> Those letters are PSJ. Yes, that The power of P S J
1: The power of PSJ. The power oh. of PSJ. <laughs> exactly. That's hilarious. Oh uh, well thank you so much, listeners from all around the world, it seems. Um, I hope you're enjoying it, and let us know if you know if you got stuff to say to us. We love yeah. to we love to chat,
0: especially yeah. people it's all true. over the world from well, different we places. We love to be we like to to be accurate about things, right? Like there are yeah. a lot of things that we say that we're like this is what we think, but we don't really know. So if you know, please do correct us. Like we are happy to be corrected. There's no. Mm -hmm. At least I'm happy to be corrected.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, you know, we don't know everything. We try to be as accurate as possible. We don't just, like, say stuff without, like, (laughs) researching first or whatever. So please, please do. Please do. Yeah.
0: Thank you. Please let us know. Well, Suze, what Mm -hmm. have you been watching this past week? Well, since we talked last,
1: uh, I had finished two comps. Mm-hmm. Which I really really liked, you know. I I can't say that I loved it level, mm-hmm. but I did like it a lot. I liked that premise, um, but you know, as I said last week, there those little things that sort of bugged me, and you know, I think I mainly thought they took a little too long for me to um, really ramp up the main main mystery. Yeah, history, yeah. You know? I would so agree just, with that. Yeah, so I thought they just kind of went in sort of its periphery setting up things a little too long.
0: Yeah, um, yeah.
1: It, I thought it was interesting, though, how they tied in all these different things and how um, they made discoveries through these other cases about how it ties into the main case. So mm-hmm. I thought that was really good. I mean, everyone in it, in it is delightful. I'm still not 100% sold on the
0: romance, um they're I'm completely cute, but... with you on that. And I yeah. loved this series. But when you said that, I was like, oh, yeah. Well, and the age gap is, like, uncomfortable to me. Oof. <laughs>
1: yeah. You know, I just thought that just, like, didn't do enough to establish it. So, yeah, it was a little bit like, oh, now you're together. Right, <laughs> right. I, I guess. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah. So it has, you know, it's like any Piece of work, not perfect, but I did enjoy it. I do recommend it. You know, um, the half hour format is really zips by. Mm. Um, it's really, you know, there's lots of funny, funny, funny uh, moments, and but I thought like the overall story was very good. You know how they did that, so yeah, uh, give it, give it a watch, people. Um, yeah, and then I started now i'm in i just finished episode four last night of mm-hmm. 25 21 oh boy please pray for me <laughs> Oh well, <uh-oh. laughs> it's uh no it's very good it's very compelling i'm really enjoying it a lot our two leads are mm, so good and it's shaping up to be a friend group story which again i'm like oh that's my like other catnip i really love friendship stories um so yeah i i'm really enjoying it i just you know i've heard the buzz from the internet Mm -hmm. when it happened when it was Mm -hmm. airing i mean if you know you know I won't spoil it for you. I already...
0: Unfortunately, I do know. I did <laughs> yeah. have it accidentally yeah. spoiled for me. So I am I was not excited about that because you know I hate spoilers.
1: Yeah. I don't like that I know specifically, like, what happened. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I'm okay if I have, like, sort of the vibes of how it is. You know, like, yeah. oh, it's either a sad ending or a tragic ending or a happy ending. Like, I'm okay if, Because you can't really avoid it if you're paying attention to the news. Right. Um, Because people will just like react, you know, they won't spoil Mm. the exact thing, but they will react and you'll be like, well, I guess. (laughs) Right. Like
0: there's only Uh, one reason why you would be reacting like that. Exactly. So,
1: So, you know, that in itself is a bit of a spoiler, right? Right. So anyway, so, you know, knowing where we're heading... Um, the way they structured it though, I'm kind of like, well, maybe it won't hit that hard. yeah, at the end mm-hmm. because because of how what they're telling you now because they're yeah, doing yeah. this thing where they're like going back and forth from so the majority of it is like in the past, right? It's in the 90s. so it's like mm-hmm. late 90s like 1998. but they are, showing you the today of those characters. And okay. it's like telling a story to this person about mm-hmm. the past, right? Mm-hmm. Is sort of like what it is. So I was like, well, we'll see. We'll see yeah. how that goes. But I am very much enjoying it. I really like it. You know, it's traditional to TVN products. Each episode is like about an hour and 15 minutes. You know, mm-hmm. it's not short. So... Um so yeah so I'm currently watching that and then out of a whim on Friday night I was like I'm gonna watch soundtrack number one. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Just was like "Eh, I just feel like something short right now that I can just like finish and friends I did finish that night without like going very late into the night. It's so short. It's four episodes. The third episode is like not even an hour.
0: Oh, none of the episodes is in... It's like three hours altogether.
1: Yeah, it's so short. Like, the third episode is, like, even shorter than the rest of it. I was like, oh, it's over already? (laughs) Yeah. So I, I watched that. I finished it. To me, it is a 10 out of 10. I love how focused it is. They didn't have any external plots. It's just talking about this one little thing, this one situation. I just... I thought they were both so charming. Their friends are charming. They're so funny. Um, yeah, I just really, really loved it. So, yeah, I, I would highly recommend, especially if you just want something quick, bite-sized. Yeah, mm. uh, yeah. With like fun, beautiful people. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah.
0: Um, but that is all I watched. What did I mean, you. That seems watch? like plenty. I would yeah. say. Uh, well, we did not talk about this ahead of time huh. But I also, I've not finished soundtrack number one I'm at the beginning of episode four Like I've watched mm. the first four mm-hmm. The first few minutes of episode four uh, Susie and I generally agree on things This is going to be one <laughs> of our rare I mean, not disagreements But uh, I had a very different reaction to it For a couple of reasons I think ultimately, my main... Well, I mean, I will say, and I mean, this is well known about me, I get real annoyed with characters who are selfish and un, and not self-aware. The, you know, Susie could tell you about when we watched Home Cha back in the day, that, you know, at, at the beginning, I was real annoyed with her, even though they showed... Things of her being not selfish, I was still like, overall, she's still real selfish mm-hmm. and I'm annoyed by her. But, you know, obviously I got over it. In soundtrack number one, I felt like it was until episode three. It was like well halfway into the series before there was a scene of her not just being, like, absorbed in herself. And that, for me, was too, too late. I mean, she did ultimately win me over. But anyway, but the main thing that really bugged slash bugs me about this show. And I've talked a little bit about this this idea before that when uh, a drama presents an area that you are knowledgeable in, it's harder to suspend your disbelief when they're showing things that are like, okay, that would never be, right? Like I remember reading a review of Romance is a Bonus Book that was written by somebody who worked in the publishing industry and she really liked it, but she said, I couldn't get past the fact that like the way they depict the publishing industry is completely fictional. Like it's not like this at all. She had a real hard time getting over it. Um, And I know I mentioned it when we talked about uh, one spring night that, you know, some of the library stuff, for the most part, I thought the library stuff was really well done, but there were a couple of things that I was like, that would, that would not fly in a library in real life. So I lived in Nashville for 11 years and was around, you know, I mean Nashville is the center of the American songwriting industry. So I don't know how it works in Korea, but I cannot imagine that it works so much differently than how it works in the US and the way it's depicted in this show is just like it doesn't what? It doesn't <laughs> it doesn't work like that. I really wish it's like the end of episode three, they show a flashback to when her first song that she had written that like was recorded by an artist came out. And I really wish they had included that information earlier in the, se- in the series because there's nothing at the beginning to establish the fact that like she has some credentials in this field like she just comes in and she's so nervous and she writes this song that is like not what was asked for and it just seems like she's a complete newbie in this field from what we're told and I'm like you don't get to meet with a top producer who's producing for a top star if you're like if if you haven't already built up credentials recording for smaller artists so i was i spent All up until like the end of the third episode saying like, but this makes no sense until, well, you know, so then I start thinking like, so what is the reason that she's having this meeting with the producer? Because it doesn't seem like she has the credentials, you know, that justify her having this meeting. And then in the middle of episode three, we're given some potential justification for why she's having this meeting. And I'm like, I don't want this show to be that show. And I don't think that it's, I'm trying to be as like oblique as possible, but like once they, you know, once they showed at the end of episode three, like, oh, she actually has some credentials in the songwriting industry. I was like, okay, well, yeah, like I said, I wish that had been included a lot sooner because that would, I would have had a very different reaction to everything up until now in this drama, as far as like, the realism of this situation. And even so, like the whole, I don't know. I don't know how it works in Korea. It's very, very, very far away from how it works in the U.S. in what they're showing. But, I mean, I agree with you about The Friends. I agree with you about Park young Uh, There's a lot that I liked about it, but overall I was just like, I can't, I could. I couldn't get past the stuff that to me made no sense.
1: Well, you're entitled. (laughs) That's okay. (laughs) That's why the world of K-dramas is so rich, right? Because it's like everyone's reaction to it is going to be different based on their experience. Like to me, realism did not matter in this show because this show Mm. to me is like a little bit of a fever dream. It's like a snippet of a romance novel. It's not even a Mm. whole romance novel. It's just like a little snippet of it. So you're thrown to me. I'm like already thrown in the middle of it. And you're going through just this one part to its conclusion and then that's it it's just like a snapshot Mm -hmm. but it's also like i also really love friends to lovers and this is like Mm -hmm. especially friends who have been friends for a long long time like since they were little kind of thing yeah yeah just like you know there's so many things in this in the show that just like (laughs) has no bearing on reality like it's like the whole thing is just like too easy, too, too perfect, you know, yeah. like certain things are just, I don't know, for me, like that is like not my priority. When I was watching the show, I was like, oh, okay, this is something that is going to have like a very beautiful veneer. I mean, look at her apartment, please. <laughs> I mean, he said, it's so messy. And I'm like, it's a whole house. is It's it? a, it's a, it's a messy chic place. Like, you call this messy? I don't, I don't understand. Like, right. I've seen messy, you know? Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, everything is, like, very polished, very, you know. So, um, yeah. So, it's okay to disagree about things. I super loved it. Because I don't have, like, the same hang-ups that you do. Yeah. But your hang-ups are valid for you, for sure.
0: Right? Because that is, you know what that's like. So, yeah. That's true. That's true. I mean, everybody has their own things that they're going to get hung up on. Because there are certainly shows that I'm like, yep, I see the flaws. Don't care. You know, I mean, I feel I, I think I feel that way about Two Cops. Like, I absolutely all the things that you mentioned earlier, I was aware of them when I was watching. But the things I loved about it, I loved so much that I mm-hmm. didn't care about any of those things. Right. So there it is. <laughs> we need a name for that too. Yeah. <laughs> uh, love, love, blind love blindness. Anyway, anyway. So <laughs> uh, I, w- I watched, you know, three quarters of soundtrack number one. Uh, I also watched, as I promised several episodes back, I went back and watched Bite Sisters with Kang Hana and uh, Lee Jin Young. I loved it. Mm. That to me bite like to have the word bite in the title is perfect for this show because this show is only an hour and 45 minutes all put together like it's shorter than sobok it's shorter than the last episode (laughs) of my 1988 the entire show because it's 10 like 10 minute episodes essentially Uh um And, you know, like you were saying about Soundtrack number 1, it's very focused, like, it's just, you know, this is the story. There's a little bit of, like, context about the sisters. I actually wish that there were more of it. Like, I wish that they Mm. expanded it into not a 16-episode series, but maybe, like, a 4-episode series or an 8-episode series. Just, like, to have a little bit more with these characters. Kang Hana's character is to me very, um, Manuel from mm. Hotel de Luna vibes. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's also a, like a thousand year old <laughs> vampire. Uh, and then she becomes a sort of social media. influencer. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of like how things don't work, you don't like post one thing on the internet and get a million followers. Um, but, uh, I mean, I just enjoy the two of them so much. And it was just so easy breezy to watch. And I really enjoyed it. And it was like I watched the entire thing essentially on one treadmill <laughs> session. <laughs> Ideal. Ideal. Yeah. I don't know if it even really counts as a drama, but uh, <laughs> I enjoyed it nonetheless. That's good. And then I've been uh, rewatching Reply 1988, which is my favorite. And it's still my favorite. I mean, just like every episode, I was just like, oh, this, I, I am so justified in my love for this show. I still <laughs> love it just mm-hmm. as much. Everyone is so great. I love all the characters. Mm-hmm. I love the stories. Everyone that came up and I'd be like, oh, what's happened? Oh, I remember now what's going to happen. Made me so happy. So, mm-hmm. I did not get to the end. Uh, mm. I'm through episode 16 in my rewatch. So, at some later time, I'll watch the last four episodes. But, um, you know, they get longer the closer you get to the end. <laughs> I know.
1: They just
0: stretch and stretch and stretch. <laughs> yeah. The last the last episodes. It's like almost like two episode hours, 16 isn't it? On, they're like an hour and 40 minutes. Yeah. And then they get longer and longer. So... Oh. I mean, I'm not mad, but time is limited. Right. So, but one of the things that I enjoyed so much about my rewatch was how much I love our main gal of Reply 1988. In as much as there is one main character, it is Doc Son, played mm. by our Ani of the Day, Lee hye ri Oh, I forgot to mention this. I wanted to mention this. She is
1: currently in this... What looks like a delightful like reality show. <laughs> oh. I've only seen um, clips on TikTok about the show. And it's mm-hmm. called Hie Mi Li Ye Che Pa, which is like a combination of all the people's names in it. Uh-huh. Like one of one syllable of their name. And the only mm-hmm. three people I know from it is Ri, and Lee Jung Lee who is a she's a choreographer and the only reason I know her is because she was featured in one of the um Korean Englishman episodes where they're doing a series now where well it just ended where they took these British rappers to Korea and so they Uh learned some choreography from Lee Jung Lee um Uh and then I know Kim Che Wan is a member of um, the Seraphim, a group that is hot right now. Um, But it has one, two, three, four, five, six ladies who are different, you know, entertainment people. And I thought it was really Mm -hmm. interesting. It has this girl named Patricia, who is a foreigner. She's a Mm -hmm. black black girl from Congo. Um, Oh who I guess is now living in South Korea. Um, Her family came as refugees. So Mm -hmm. she is part of this reality show. I think she's a YouTuber. Um, Okay. And I think her brother also might be like a personality in the entertainment Mm. industry. Anyway, so the clips that I saw had them playing games. And mm-hmm. the game is guess the song. No, guess the song and guess the group who like did the song. But okay. they yeah. <laughs> they have to. Um, they get clues at first. And there's like different games that sort of are similar. So they get clues from the producer and they're like, okay, it's like this year. You know, it's a girl group. Mm-hmm. And then there's some other hints And so they have to sort of discuss, like, who might it be, you know, and then only one person can come up to say if they are confident. Right. Who it is, what it is. And then they have to do the dance. (laughs) They have to do the choreo. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And so... (laughs) So that's, like, the kind of games that I have saw, saw them do. I don't know what are the, like, punishments or rewards are for these games mm-hmm. and what other things they are, like, doing. They're, like, living in this house. They see them play games and, like, eat and interact or whatever. But, you uh-huh. know, <laughs> it seems so fun. They seem like they're having a lot of fun doing this show. So, anyway. Um, Harry is in this right now, and it just seems delightful. Okay,
0: <laughs> I mean she does seem delightful. Yeah, so in real life, let's jump into talking about her dramas. This first one, I don't know. I have a lot of notes. We'll see how concise I am in talking about Sonam Girls High School Investigators, which I did not write down the year. I wanna say it's like 2014. She did it before Reply 1988. So I watched this drama pretty early. I mean, I wanna say it was like the 10th drama I watched or something. It was after I had watched Reply 1988. And this drama, Sonam Girls High School Investigators reunites Hyeri with one of her friends in the in the drama who is played by Lee Minji. Mm-hmm. They're like two out of three of a group of besties and Hyeri and Lee Lee Minji are both in this drama in Sonam and so I was like well I want to see them reunited so I'm going to watch this drama. I mean that's that's all I got basically <laughs> I was also I was real excited to see uh, Stephanie Lee again after mm-hmm. she's got a big part in um, startup yeah so even though it was only like the 10th drama that I watched, I was already being reunited with friends and that's my my jam so I mean also it's a story all about girls like there are there are some boy characters in this. Uh, drama, but they go to a girl's high school. So it's very girl powery, the whole narrative. I mean, and there are some male characters, but um, I felt like that was sort of unique that it was like, so girl centric. I rated it a seven when I watched it. I actually rewatched a little bit of it this week. Now that it's been like more than a year since I watched it, I was like, maybe if I rewatch it, I won't think it's so inexplicable. I still think it's inexplicable. (laughs) What, I mean, what I find most inexplicable, and I think I just need to stop reading reviews because it never works out well for me when I read other people's reviews. I read all these glowing reviews of it, of people just like that loved it (laughs) so much. And I could not, I could not make sense of it. The only way I could make sense of all those reviews was that, the review writers were all very young Mm -hmm. you know the characters in the drama are not seniors in high school i don't remember if they say exactly how how old they're supposed to be and this is not one of those academically elite high schools like it is well acknowledged to be a let's just say not academically (laughs) elite and there's a whole like side plot about the the main character being sent there by her mother because it's not an academically elite high school <laughs> because she'll be able to be ranked number <laughs> one in the class because it's easy. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, her her mother is super terrible. And that's another thing that's like, does not make sense in the whole show. But Yikes. Uh, anyway, so it's these, this group of high school girls who are like, High School Encyclopedia Brown Club. Like, they're trying to solve the mysteries. And it reminded me, and I don't know if our listeners will even get this reference, but when I was growing up, when I was, like, an adolescent, Mm -hmm. there was a thing called After School Specials, Mm -hmm. which showed in the afternoon on television, and they were always about, like, some (laughs) topic. Right. They had to do with like <laughs> bullying mm. or a lot of them had to do with like drugs, drugs. you know, don't <laughs> do drugs. or you know, They always had a message to mm-hmm. them and they were quite heavy handed. You know, they were not. They were well known for being like sort of low budget, not well produced, you know, like I say, like hitting you over the head with these lessons mm-hmm. and. This show felt like an after-school special to me. Like it felt like it was aimed at an adolescent audience. Mm-hmm. It dealt with similar themes. Like it dealt with bullying. It dealt with uh, one of the the cases dealt with one of the students being a lesbian, which I actually thought was pretty impressive. There's even like a girl girl kiss which I was like I'm not sure that I've seen another one in Mm -hmm. any other K-dramas in all the ones that I've seen Mm -hmm. so you know it's trying to be progressive and trying to be like gritty on an adolescent level Mm. but also it's so broad like the humor (laughs) is so broad and you know the, the actors are very young their performances are very broad some of which suits the Style. I mean, the adult actors' performances, for the most part, are also very broad. (laughs) Um, You know, they're always, like, winking at each other because of (laughs) reasons. It's just, like, so silly, but also, like, there's, like, murders and suicides and (laughs) stuff in it. So it's just, like, feels all over the place. Very chaotic. Mm -hmm. Not in a good way. Um, I mean, I literally did not know what was going on a significant amount of the time. Part of the problem, I think, uh, and I remembered this when I was looking at some of it this week, there's something weird with the captions for this show on Vicky. Mm. Like, some of the captions are missing altogether. Like, there'll be exchanges between characters where, like, they just didn't caption something. Yeah. Um, and then some of them are, like, clearly they got, like, the pronouns wrong when they were translating it, Mm -hmm. which, you know, is understandable to some extent because, like, a lot of times in Korean people speak without using pronouns. Like it's just sort of understood who you're talking about. You can't do that in English. You need to specify the pronouns, but it's real confusing when you don't use the right gendered pronoun for the person that you're talking about. Cause then all of a sudden as the audience are like, wait, who, who are they talking about right now? Mm. Cause they're talking about a, a he, but the caption just said she. So mm. that's confusing. Um, And then there's just weird stuff that they do, like the... the, I remember talking to you about this at the time that I watched it, Seuss, because it just made no sense to me. The actors who play some of the teachers appear in, like, playing different parts at other points in the Mm -hmm. series. Like, the same actors play (laughs) multiple different parts, but there's no reason for it ever. Like, it feels like, okay, well, this must be meaningful, right? That, That, like... Clearly, this person is your homeroom teacher. How can you not recognize her now that you're like at a bakery and she's working at the bakery or whatever the scenario is? No, there's no like ever reference to why it's the same actor playing both these parts. It's so weird. Anyway, they were trying. There are things that are enjoyable about it, but I do not think I was the target. You know? Yeah. And uh yeah, I stand by my seven. I feel like even the seven for me was as generous as I could possibly <laughs> be. So let me I'll talk a little bit about uh Hayri's character. Yeah he is her character's name. She wants to be an actress. Mm. Um she's very dramatic. Like she always in their hijinks, she's always getting pulled into like, be a decoy when they have to, like, have a distraction so they can get in somewhere and, you know, distract the security person or whatever. (laughs) She's always doing those kind of things. Uh, And then somewhere in the middle, like, last third, her character gets, like, cast in a thing. And so then she's, like, gone until the last episode basically (laughs) so she's just not in several of the late episodes and i'm kind of like okay but she's like the big i mean because she was like the biggest star of this show because she was already in girls day Mm -hmm. at the time that this show you know that was what she was known for Mm -hmm. um when this show came out and I was just like, was she just not available? Like, it just seems so weird that her character sort of yeah, drops out. I mean, her her character is real over-the-top in a show full of over-the-top characters. She's fine in it. Like, I don't have anything bad to say about her or her performance, but I have very little good to say about this drama overall. So, like, nothing she's doing... Stands out amongst all of the melange of chaos (laughs) happening in this whole... And the, the big mystery, like, the mystery that is introduced, I think, in the very first scene of the show. Certainly at the very beginning of episode one. That, like, they're, you know, sort of trying to solve throughout the whole thing. And then that's mostly what the last episode is concerned with. Still... Like, I get it, but it still makes no sense to me. So, I would say give this drama a pass. Unless you just really love high school girl shenanigans. <laughs> it's, it, it is only 14 episodes. Mm-hmm. I will give it that. But it's 14 episodes. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, it's not eight episodes. It's not four episodes. Yeah. It's 14. So I know, I'm like, this. I seems... cannot, I cannot recommend.
1: It seems like it's still a lot for something that is like not recommended you know like but if it's short you know you could still like maybe
0: you know (laughs) but if it's like over 10 episodes hmm. (laughs) yeah I mean it's just so bonkers like I I almost wish somebody I knew would watch it just so I could have somebody to talk about it with because especially rewatching part of it this week I was just like uh, is it just me? Like, it seems like this <laughs> makes no sense. Yeah. But apparently all these people who, like, rated it 10s on Vicky and on, you know, my drama list, they loved it. So that's, that's great, lovers of Sonam <laughs> Girls High School Investigators. Yeah. yeah. I am I not mean, among your ranks, but that's okay. You do you.
1: Like we just said, you know. Mm-hmm there's gonna be a variety of responses to a thing and i mean i think you might be right that they're probably really young if they can like mm. one understand what's going on <laughs> to like relate to them so much that they're like enjoying it you know so yeah possibly fellow high school students and you know there might be things that are like sort of pieces that are like cultural in a Mm. way um that you know like high schools here are are not like that (laughs) so Mm. but like they might be able to like in korea like key in right away all the like different slangs and the different things Mm. they're doing like if they're like of the same sort of like era of like high school you know that sort of thing so it might be like more meaningful to them Who knows? Who knows?
0: Not me, Mm. that's for sure.
1: (laughs) Well, you know what you should not give a pass? Mm. Is Reply 1988. Uh... I mean, how many times have we sang the praises of this drama? I mean, the last time we. To some
0: extent, in every single episode. In every single
1: episode, really. I think we officially, the last time we talked about it is in the Park Bo Gum episode, is that correct? Um, um, yeah, probably, yeah. So, you know, you can also visit that one. Visit the Kim Sun Young one. Our, mm-hmm. you know, the goddess patron. Patron goddess of our <laughs> <For a> podcast. <laughs> um, but now it's Yari's turn. We're going to talk about her a bit if you don't know if you're still on the fence reply 1988 it's a it's a family drama essentially Mm -hmm. it's it talks about this one neighborhood in seoul and the like five families i keep on like because i'm counting the mothers and there's only three and i'm like No, there's actually four mothers. You just don't meet the other mother very much. And the other one does not have a mother. Yeah. Yeah. The other one doesn't have a mother. So anyway. And then, so it's these five families. And the five, they have five children who are the same exact age. And they all go to school. The four boys go to school together because they go to boys school. And then there's one girl who is Sung Dok Sun, played by Hiri. She goes to an all-girls school. They've just been buddies since they were in diapers, essentially. And um, it's a... I mean, sometimes I'm even like, is it even the main focus? I don't know. But maybe, Mm. you know, because there's so much richness in the stories because they Mm -hmm. give about... Yeah, I think just about everyone gets a really meaningful chunk of time to explore Mm -hmm. their story. Um yeah. so they do delve in like quite deep to everybody. Um, <clears throat> which I really appreciate. But essentially it's also a kind of um how did I, how did I meet, meet your mother format mm-hmm. because Doksun as the only girl they're showing you that in the future she had married one of one of the boys. <laughs> but which one we do not know. So that is Part of what we're trying to figure out throughout this show. Um Harry, <laughs> as I've stated before, if you want to, if you need a funny, chaotic girl, Harry is your girl. Like mm-hmm. this show really like I could not think of any other actress that could do this this well. Yeah. <laughs> and her like a el- most people have really good character arcs in this show. Mm-hmm. Um, she starts out at this loud, loud, bratty, so bratty girl who is just and having like also grown up with four boys as your best friend. You know, this is mm-hmm. like not really a surprise. Um, how she's like so unfeminine but wants to be a girly girl sometimes like she's in high school now so she's like trying makeup and you know trying to dress like a girl but like with varying degrees of success (laughs) 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 but you know she has a sister who's super mean to her and super like Mm. i am the big sister you better respect me kind of situation Mm -hmm. um so they just get into these like hair pulling fights i mean it is oh in <laughs> there is so much yelling and the parents like sometimes try to intervene but sometimes just give up because there is mm-hmm. nothing they can do and then some duckson also has a little brother who the joke is looks much older <laughs> <laughs> yeah and he's also just like a victim of his sister's craziness because they are crazy <laughs> he's just trying to stay out of the line of fire he's really just time. trying to survive really he's just yeah. like please don't include me in your crazy fights yeah so she is like does a grown to be like super spunky you know she has two best friends but also not great at school <laughs> just not Mm -hmm. great at school I think she was like next to last in her school the first time we meet her they're like there's like a thousand students and you're like 999 or that kind of number (laughs) so the joke is she is like not great at you know brain smarts um whereas like two of the boys are like top of their class all the time Mm -hmm. and then one of the boys is like her <laughs> they're like comrades of not great academically <laughs>
0: yeah unfortunately his father is the dean of his school
1: <laughs> his school so he had to suffer a bit especially his senior year where his father became his homeroom teacher and that was just mm. poor guy <laughs> he just passed out in the middle of class and his dad was just like just leave him
0: <laughs> just yeah, just let him cover
1: him up with his jacket yeah <laughs> But what the story also tells us is that Duxon, though she's not, like, brain smart, she is street smart and, like, has a big heart. So there was, you know, an occasion where they have a friend who is epileptic and, you know, there's a lot of, of course, stigma sort of attached to that, not only, like... Oh, it's dangerous, but also like embarrassing, right? When you have an attack mm. in the middle of like class or something, like your yeah. your student, you know, your friends might not understand it, and or you might, you know, look weird, you know, so you know people might laugh at it, you know, if they're not understanding what is happening, um, yeah. kind of thing. And so, like at some at one point, she was sort of tasked with sort of looking out for that friend even though they're not like best friends or anything but just like you know if something happens please like do this and this and this you know just help her out Mm -hmm. kind of thing and of course she does because she is duck son and she is really great at stuff like that taking care of people turned out to be her talent because over and over again that is demonstrated with her friends with her mother with you know her sister with her father it's just like Her family, her friends, and then she became a flight attendant where all you do is taking care of people because people are gray. (laughs) On flights, I don't know how you do it, but, (laughs) you know, so like the I love how this how this drama showed how progressively, you know, not right away, but how different people have different talents Mm -hmm. and school is not everything. That is not the most yeah. important thing in everyone's life. You know, there's over and over again, you know, at the end, you know, uh, we talked about Don Ryul's dad, who is the dean, and how at the end he was kind of like, you know, I feel bad now nagging him about his schooling because it turns out he had other talents and he's fine mm-hmm. now, even though he didn't right. do well in school, you know. And the thing yeah. is, like, his, his dad is very similar to him you know his Mm -hmm. dad loved to dance when he was young and wasn't great at school and now his kid is like exact copy of that and um it's interesting how he at first could not like recognize that as like Mm. something that's okay like he feels Mm -hmm. like oh no you need to like get your act together or else whatever you know when really it's fine (laughs) just let somebody enjoy their life you know so I really love that about about the show and about Duxon who, you know, at first you meet her and you just think, what, <laughs>
0: what in that? This child is a mess.
1: Just a mess. Just <laughs> a huge mess. Like, what is going to happen to her, you know? And then the story just really just, like, guides all of them together towards, like, their own paths. And I really, really, really enjoy that. So... Yeah, She is fantastic in this show. It doesn't... You know, she... Her core personality doesn't change towards the end. But, Mm. of course, there's, like, a maturing as you grow older in, like, how you present yourself or whatever. But...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. Fantastic. Great job, Harry here. But also, amazing story. Just... Oh, yeah. Please give it a... Please give it a look.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah. And all the... I mean... I echo everything that Susie said, all the stories of all the characters on this rewatch. I was interested to see, cause I think the first time I watched it, I was, you know, I'm so plot driven. I just want to know what happened. And certainly I appreciated the arcs that the characters had, but you know, not necessarily all of the nuances of it. And this time I'm really noticing a lot more the sort of personality Traits that are shared by the parents and offspring in the different families because mm-hmm. they don't really like hit you over the head with it. No. It's not something they make a big deal out of. But if you're paying attention, you're like, oh yeah, that's exactly like like the way that character is acting is exactly how the parent is acting. Mm-hmm. um You know, and it's just so I just love all the characters so much. I love the. I love all the parents. They're so well fleshed out Mm. and, you know, given such great stories of their own that it's not just about these, you know, it's not just about the kids. It's really is about this whole extended family of this neighborhood. Um, And it's just, you know, just so beautiful. I mean, these last couple episodes, I feel like I spend the whole time either like on the verge of tears or just like cracking up mm-hmm. because it's <laughs> so funny and also just so touching and they do a great job. I love it and completely agree with what you said. I cannot imagine anybody else in the role of Sun. I mean, doesn't, doesn't matter what other things Yeri has done will go on to do even if she retired from acting tomorrow i mean and i have plenty of other good things to say about her later in this episode but if she did nothing else but play Doc sun she would still be one of my absolute favorites just because it's such a she does such a great job of inhabiting that role Mm -hmm. and um you know i was thinking this week as i was reviewing this show and some of her other shows like in some of our past episodes we have really lavished praise on actors like Kang Hanul, on Kim Sun-young on IU who are really chameleons Mm -hmm. right who play these very different kinds of roles and are amazing at being convincing in these characters that are so different from each other that's not What Havery does. Like, maybe someday she will play a really different kind of character. I don't care if she never does. Mm -hmm. Because I think the kinds of characters, the kind of roles that I've seen her in, she's so well suited for. And it's not like a two-dimensional thing. Like, she's really able to fully inhabit these... Variations on like characters That in some ways are similar To each other I mean like Susie said Like they're all pretty chaotic um, You know they, they have some similar Vibes but I just think she does Such a great job and Sun is a great example of that Of you know she's not just Like being crazy and hilarious All the time mm-hmm. like when the when the Moment calls for it she is really Heartbreaking and Despite the fact that her character can be so extra, <laughs> as the kids would say. Uh, it feels to me completely sincere. Like it never feels like mm-hmm. someone putting on this mm-hmm. behavior. Like it's completely genuine. Mm-hmm. And I just find her such a joy to to watch as on and in the other things that we're going to talk about as well. I just love her. Love you, Hivy. Yeah. Yeah. i can't believe that hijack on me was the same year as reply 1988 yeah i mean i think that's another thing that i didn't say when we were talking about reply 1988 that it feels so old to me like it i mean and as we're recording this it's eight years ago Mm. but they do such a great job of inhabiting the time of the 80s Mm -hmm. um my only my only thing that I noticed this time is that all of them use earbuds all the time, which, and maybe they did in Korea in 1988, but at least for me growing up in the 80s, everybody had those big Mm foam headphones that came with the Walkman Mm -hmm. when it was the 80s in the US. We weren't using in-ear earbud technology. Mm -hmm. I understand that choice. Anywho, (laughs) uh, Me* just feels like of a different time, and yet... It was the same year that she came out in Hide Jekyll Me, where she plays Min Wu Jung. Uh, so you've heard us talk about Hide Jekyll Me before. We talked about it in our Hyun Bin episode. Mm-hmm. In brief, Hyun Bin plays a moderately terrible chay ball, not, by far not the worst of Hyun Bin's terrible chay balls, <laughs> with dissociative identity disorder. And Robin is his second identity so hei Ri's character, Wu Jung interacts primarily with Robin. Robin's job is he is a, a manga artist mm-hmm. and writer. and her Wu Jung's father is his like manager, and so he's like the the intermediary her her dad is the intermediary between the publishers, and especially because Robin is like constantly. Piecing out because he's also another person. <laughs> um, you know, it's important for him to have this intermediary to deal with all the, the people. But Jong has been, like, crushing on him, basically, since the first time that they met. And Robin's supposed to be, what, like, 35 in his 30s? I don't remember if they say exactly. Something like that. Um, Wu Chung is a student. Like, also, they're not super specific about how old she is, but she's a lot younger. Um, and, I mean, it makes sense to me that she would be, like, crushing on him, but that there would ever be any sort of real possibility of romance between them does not feel... Realistic, And I don't think is presented as realistic You know, I don't think mm-hmm. we as the audience Are supposed to ever really see her As a right. legitimate romantic rival With Han Ji Min Who is the, the female lead in this drama But it's more like Hei Ri getting mad That he has an actual girlfriend Yeah, I mean right? it's like
1: a Like a fan and idol Kind of relationship, right? Like mm. you feel like you own him Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of, like, whatever relationship you have and used to, like, having him to yourself in your mind. <laughs>
0: <Right>. <laughs> but then reality strikes,
1: and then you're like, what?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, and I feel like she, as much as that might be somewhat unrealistic, she is somewhat justified in that view because he's been, at the start of the drama, Robin has not appeared for five years, mm-hmm. and... As the president of his fan club, Wu Jung has tried to and worked to, you know, keep interest in him alive as he's not been publishing new content. Um, You know, to what extent that is true that, (laughs) you know, she has accomplished that. She believes that that is true. And it seems plausible enough to me as a viewer. Mm hmm. Uh, So she's not in it a ton. I mean, the the story doesn't really, you know, deal with her that much. And a lot of it is her doing her, you know, Yeri being really sad thing, because she's real sad that her feelings aren't being reciprocated. And she's real worried that Robin's gonna disappear again. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, I sort of feel like, I love her, and I think she's good in it. She does everything that is required Mm -hmm. of her. But also, like, this drama would be fine if her character were not in it. Like, she has a a cute story arc to her character, but her character does not add to the overall story Mm -hmm. all that much. I mean, it feels like she's mostly stuck in there, so that there's sort of like this idea of a romantic rivalry, but mm-hmm. it, there's not ever really a, you know, Hajimin seems and is so much older than she is mm-hmm. and his age contemporaries with Robin, whereas Wu Jung very much is not. But, you know, she does have a delightful little story of her own on the side. It's not the main thing. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, I'm not mad about her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, Like I say, I love her, and I think she's good in this, but it sort of feels like this drama in particular is super not about her character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's what I have to say.
1: <laughs> yeah. Like I said, like, uh, I told you before, you know, before when you were watching it the first time, like, I didn't even remember her being in this show. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just yeah. did not remember that that was hairy like I'm sure I knew that there was like once I was reading about her I was like oh right there was this character but I did not even could not even put two and two together because I just it was so like insignificant to me you know Mm -hmm. compared to like everything else that's happening in that drama Um, right you know but I but I I feel like if I was like super annoyed at her I would Definitely remember her better. Mm. So I must have had also mild feelings about, like, she's harmless. It's fine. She didn't do anything, like, outrageous to, like, gain his affection kind of thing that would really, like, make me mad. (laughs) Right, right. Yeah. So, yeah. So, okay. Not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You know, a thing. And it's fun. I think maybe this happened. Uh, maybe before Reply 1988 because I remember reading that Reply 1988 straddled 2015 and 2016 oh yeah so went over like the new year so it was at the end of the year so Mm -hmm. this probably happened before uh, that which would like make sense to me (laughs) in terms of like how big a role it is you know in Reply 1988 Mm mm-hmm feels like weird to like go back to sort of like a little bit of a side role that's like right. quite small you know comparatively yeah so Yuri.
0: yeah yeah doing okay work yeah I mean, it's fine. Not very much is asked of her. Yeah, Like, you yeah. know, I mean, yeah, yeah. I certainly wouldn't say like, oh, she should have done X, Y, Z mm. differently. Like, it is not a super well-rounded character. She's not asked to do a lot. Mm-hmm. She's not in it a lot. Mm-hmm. So, you know, it's perfectly fine in a drama that I absolutely recommend. Mm-hmm. Um you know, not necessarily because of her, but not in spite of her either. She's yeah, just yeah. part of the mm-hmm. tapestry of Hijackle Me. Yeah.
1: Well, next we're going to talk about My Roommate is a Gumiho, which is mm-hmm. something I watched recently um and very much enjoyed uh i think i talked a bit about it in one of our catch-ups about how Mm -hmm. you know in the middle there's a little bit of a um there's like the tiniest lazy susan in the middle i don't know yeah um and well let's get into it (laughs) so the story is about a gumiho who is trying to become human so the goal is he wants to become human there's a deadline to this effort apparently about a thousand years if you reach a thousand years you're done you can't do it mm-hmm. go into smokes whatever <laughs> and so it involves a bead there's a bead that is glowing red that is like kept inside of his body and if it turns into blue that's when you become human. Shenanigans ensue. <laughs> he quite literally bumps into Hiri, who plays Lee Dumb, And the bead pops out of him into her. <laughs> and thus, he had to explain what happened because he needs to get it back somehow. And thus the arrangement to become a roommate become roommates happen so they can figure it out together that's how our story progresses <laughs> so here is character lee dam she's a um she's a korean history student at university mm. so she's right. of course interested in old things you know and the gumiho person has been around for you know almost a thousand years now and so he has has a little museum really in his house (laughs) things he has collected over the years and so he has like some kind of like priceless stuff in his house Mm. and when they first moved in together again if you want Chaotic girl, which, which she's not as chaotic as she is in Reply 1988 here, but she is like, oh, yeah, still like that kind of like spunky, outspoken mm-hmm. kind of girl. Um, <laughs> there's like a hilarious scene where she almost breaks something, and the Gumiho has to keep like using his powers to suspend these things in the air so they don't like fall in- and <laughs>
0: Mm-hmm. <laughs> all these like priceless artifacts you
1: know that like you know people will not suspect that they are like hundreds of years old but there we are um so while of course while they're like living together like one of the things is how do we get the beat out to how do we then eventually help him to become human is like sort of the things that are working on together and then, you know, falling in love happens. <laughs> kind of thing. Um, so, and she has uh, two best friends at school and then a Gumiho man has a Gumiho woman friend <laughs> played <laughs> brilliantly by Kanghana which at that point she had become human. But she's only been human Ooh. for like three years and she like has not learned a lot of like phrases and sayings and stuff so she takes everything so literally it's hilarious like every time she like misinterprets something and people are like what (laughs) what are you doing yeah not literally take off your shoes or whatever not literally do this or do that um so she has a little romance with uh Harry's friend played by Kim Do-Wan which is so so fun and so cute (laughs) they're just really wacky together um so yeah you know I again I really liked this show um I did watch it quite quickly um but there was like just like a couple of things that like sort of bugged me and I Mm -hmm. thought was like unnecessary like I think I talked about also that like sort of serial murder thing that happened that like by by the end you like had forgotten it ever happened (laughs) because it like was so sort of inconsequential to the overall story it turns out you know um and like I said like like just sort of the tiniest lazy Susan in the middle about them like sort of going back and forth about what are they doing together yeah um but you know Carrie does a great job in these characters as we just said you know and she i don't know that there's like much of an arc here um Mm. it's just sort of like navigating their relationship and like obviously one is not human one is human you know there was no guarantee that he would become human you know Mm -hmm. like is it a good idea to be together you know like how can we you know, and there's like a question about um, ways of gaining human energy to help out the bead become blue. Like mm. I'm, I'm still not super like clear how that works yeah. and what. Yeah, like he doesn't. Does he really like need that? You know. Um. So yeah, like there's some some of the things are like sort of not explained as well as I would like. I guess um but then you know some of the problems are like a little bit like simplistic to me like i'm like why Mm. is why is this really a problem (laughs) why did right right is this mm. really a problem yeah yeah Yeah. so but overall i did really like it you know always like harry like all the cast is really really good in this show i thought Mm -hmm. like everyone like did a good job and really presented very unique characters so, mm. I like that a lot about it, yeah, I mean her performance The main couple good, in but...
0: this show reminds me a lot of my love from the star. Mm. They mm-hmm. have the same kind of uh well, I mean, and there's definitely shared DNA between those characters as well that you know he's also like a college professor who's been on earth for all these hundreds of years <laughs> he's real serious mm-hmm. like he doesn't really interact with humans the same as my love from the star and then there's this real wacky female character and they just seem like total opposites but somehow they work together
1: mm-hmm. yeah that's true that does
0: there is a lot of similarities
1: to that um yeah but i uh another thing I do like about this show is other than like that sort of is this like little side plot needed with the murders and stuff yeah it does pretty pretty good in like sort of honing into the one issue right like it does Mm. sort of revolve around that the most um Mm -hmm. and they don't give them unnecessary obstacles like oh um and I probably like said this before already in the catch-up but in a previous catch-up but how much I enjoyed that her mom drops in one time because mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. she found out that Harry's is living with this man who is a stranger to her mm-hmm. and she drops in and they think she's gonna be like all oh no you need to come home right now this is inappropriate Da da da. and really she's just like wanting to know him and then going good job he's handsome Mm -hmm. i approve this (laughs) like it's fine (laughs) just be careful it's fine you know and then she's gone like she's not like there all the time to do like random things right like we've established that she works overseas she only comes every now and then and you we're not saying that she's not an attentive mother she's just busy Mm. and this is just their life this is just the structure right. of their life you know she does care about her kids yeah. but this is just the way they live and so i i enjoy the like not have to struggle with like external forces that are just mm-hmm. gonna complicate matters without really any justification you know um so they're mm-hmm. just sort of like we want to be together so we'll just be together like they don't have to
0: have other right. headaches <laughs> yeah It's true. I mean, I didn't really think about it at the time until you mentioned it when you were watching it. And I was like, yeah, that's really true. I just take it for granted as, like, two grown people decided they wanted to be together. It (laughs) shouldn't be a, you know, topic for discussion for, like, the entire extended family. But that makes it seem like I have seen zero K dramas. Because certainly... It is a thing that comes up a lot and one of my less favorite Mm. things when it comes up and I'm like, these people are in their thirties, like calm down and go find something else to worry about. Yep. 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 So yeah, I think we recommend it, you know?
1: Yeah. It's very fun. It's definitely a fun show to watch. There's lots of laugh out loud moments, Um, you know, and the... Premise is, like, probably nothing new. There's, like, definitely others that are very similar to it. But it's still good to see, you know, Ki Young and Harry, I think, like, have good, really good chemistry together. Um, hmm. I think that's, yeah, both of them. I would root for them.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did root for them. Uh, maybe not as much as I rooted for the second lead, yeah. though. They were really my favorite, yeah. favorite in yeah. this drama. Like, I liked... Uh, Junkie Young and Gary Fine, but it was really the second leads that I was obsessed with every mm. time they came mm-hmm. on. I was like, When are we gonna get back to them? I love them so much. <laughs> I mean, also because they were like the enemies in, in startup. So <laughs> you know, I love that. I love seeing friends reunited, enemies reunited, as love interests. <laughs> Um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't say that drama is, like, a favorite favorite, but I very much enjoyed it while I was watching Mm -hmm. it, so. Recommend. Uh, the next thing that we're going to talk about, I mean, that was 2021, that was pretty recent, but even more recently, from last year, 2022, was May I Help You? in which Sherry plays Beck Dongju. Um, so, the premise of this is that uh, Dongju's background is that she, throughout her youth, was training to be a professional ping pong player mm. and then she got an injury. So, now she has to figure out what she's going to do with the rest of her life because she can't be a ping pong player. But her two best friends she knows from like the ping pong world and her father wants her to take the civil service exam um, and actually thinks she is studying for the Mm -hmm. civil service exam. Uh, But in reality she is working as a funeral director. She's working as a, at at a funeral home, Mm -hmm. um, you know, as a funeral director, doing all the different things that funeral directors do. And when she started the job, which at the start of the drama, the, that is two years in the past that she first started at the funeral home, she suddenly acquired this ability that uh, when she's taking care of the the dead bodies, you know, to to prepare them for the funeral service, um, when she touches them, they actually come to life and she can as long as she's with them in this room, which they call the coffin room, um, the whole room transforms into, you know, it looks completely different from how it looks in real life. And she can converse with them and uh, ask them if they have like a last request. Mm. So she sort of becomes an errand girl trying to fulfill the last requests of these people. Mm -hmm. And there's it's not clear exactly how she acquired this unique skill, but her uncle, who is a Catholic priest, sort of knows about it. Like she goes and consults with her and he is able to give her some information that there are. She's going to have to go through this with twenty-one people that she's going to have to help, Um, and there's like a a countdown with a a dream catcher that counts down the people when she fulfills their wishes, and so that they know from the beginning that they're going to be twenty-one. And when the drama starts, she's already dispatched six of these responsibilities, so it starts at at fifteen, essentially. Um, in the meantime, uh, oh, I, I think I've mentioned this one before in passing that it has, uh, similar vibes to help Hotel de Luna and move to heaven. Like they're all dealing with these sort of putting to rest of, of a person at the end of their lives, mm-hmm. um, similar kinds of themes, I also would be remiss if I didn't mention, you know how in dramas, sometimes, not all the time, sometimes they'll pixelate things that are like upsetting, like knives. Mm -hmm. You see this a Mm -hmm. lot. There's a scene in the first episode of May I Help You in which the male lead who's played by Lee Jun Young is, I think he's like carrying a big, bottle of water like for a water delivery and they pixelate his underarm hair <laughs> like as if someone's gonna it just I found it so weird <laughs> like it's not a knife people it's not anything that like it's gonna cause any harm to anyone anyway uh Lee jung Young's character is named Kim Tae Hee which even <laughs> I got why that was funny <laughs> Uh, And I felt like the drama played that really well Like it's obviously a little bit of a gag mm. But it's not like a recurring Throughout the whole drama To the point where it's like Yes, we get it His name is Kim <laughs> Um, You know, it's like Once or twice at the beginning There's also, because of reasons There's some confusion When they first meet About what his name is Because she thinks he's someone mm. else and uh, so then when he tells her his name is Kim tae she understandably, because she has reason to believe he is this other person, thinks that he has given her a fake name. So <laughs> it takes a while to come around to like, no, this is really my real name. Anyway, um, he works with his uncle at a company that they own translated as dime a job that's like an errand running Mm. business so they'll do like basically anything that's not illegal that you'll pay them to do and they have an app and everything like they'll come and they have a he has a recurring gig where he works as a um crosswalk guard like when little kids Mm. are going to school in the morning he minds the crosswalk and they shuttle people around to rides and stuff and help people clean out their houses or, you know, basically anything. That's what they say. Anything that's not illegal. So they first meet because Harry's at-the-time boyfriend is too much of a wuss to break up with her in person. So he hires Dima job oh to break what? up with her, right? <laughs> right. Oh. I mean, that's basically her reaction. Like, she's not impressed. <sighs> so it's, I mean, I think you could probably term this, they're real hostile towards each other at the beginning. Like, this drama probably fits under enemies to lovers, because <laughs> they are real, real hostile towards each other at the very beginning. I mean, fortunately, it doesn't, like, the misunderstandings don't go on too, too long, because I get real fatigued with that, mm-hmm. but um, anyway, and the, the whole reason, and the, the message that Taehee has to give her, like, when he's doing the breakup, has to do with her hands, the boyfriend says, you know, I can't keep going out with you because of her hand, because of your hands, which is a recurring, becomes a recurring theme, um, and I hadn't realized, I think, until I had had watched this, because, like I say, I have seen these other dramas that have dealt with similar themes, mm-hmm. but actual people who work with the deceased, there's this stigma around, you know, touching dead bodies, that they're considered unclean, and that's a, sort of a recurring theme throughout the drama, is there are these people who, oh, there's this one who makes me so angry because, you know, she's, like, a member of the family of a deceased person. I mean, she's a a member of the bereaved family, and she's, like, all nice to Keri, to her face, but then, like, as soon as, like, they might have skin contact, like, hand contact, she, like, flips out and then, you know, you overhear her telling her child, like, oh, and I can't remember what it is. Keri, like, gets them a gift, like, flowers or something, and she just, like, throws it away because it's something that Harry touched. Oh, I guess. It's, it made me so, so angry. I mean, also because, like, and this is just my personal thing, I think people who work in funeral homes, you know, do that kind of work are, I think that kind of work is absolutely sacred. Like, I, I find it appalling that someone would be like, oh, that's, you know, that's dirty, that's beneath us or whatever, because I think what those people do is amazing. Mm-hmm. And if you work in the funeral industry, you're my hero. Um, I think, you know, I think it's really remarkable and I have the utmost respect for those people. So I find that really appalling. Um, But it is an ongoing thing. And I mean, to a certain extent, is the reason why, like her father, when she first started working there two years ago, he knew that she was going to work there um, and was really upset by it. And so the reason why she's still working there, but her father thinks that she's studying for the civil service exam is because you know, it's not so much as like the, the woman in the funeral home who's like, you're dirty or whatever, but he, there is this stigma and he doesn't want her to have this mm-hmm. stigma attached yeah. to her kind of thing. So he doesn't know that she is, you know, doing this with her life and she he certainly doesn't know anything about the like her mysterious ability right. or the countdown to 21 people or whatever. Anywho, um, I really, really loved this drama. Mm -hmm. I say it like that because, again, I need to stop reading reviews. People on Drama Beans were so harsh in the things that they wrote about this drama. And I just don't, don't understand it. Um, I read the, it was just like short reviews to get ready for today. And the reviewer and I were absolutely of one mind up until the last episode. And then our opinions diverged wildly. The, the reviewer for drama beans hated the ending and thought it spoiled the whole mm. drama. Um, and I do not agree. I think, you know, it was like upsetting things happen mm. in the last episode but I think there's a big difference between like something happened in the drama that isn't what i wished would happen right something unpleasant happened therefore this drama is bad mm-hmm. versus you know like to take another <laughs> example of dodo so so la la so like where the ending made no sense right And, like, was completely inconsistent with the rest of what that drama Mm -hmm. was. Like, what happens in episode 16 of May I Help You is, in my opinion, very consistent with the rest of the drama. Mm -hmm. Like, yeah, it's hard to watch. Like, difficult things happen. This is a drama about life and death. Like, literally about (laughs) life and Mm -hmm. death. So, anyway, I thought the things that happened were justified, were well handled. Um you know i love how these two characters learn to depend on each other over the course of the drama and uh i don't know i just i really enjoyed the two of them together totally shipping their relationship Mm -hmm. and uh Full of friends. I do specifically want to mention some of the friends too, because, mm-hmm. um, so Harry's boss at the funeral home is played by Tae and Ho, who's been in a lot of things. But my favorite things that he's been in is Misang, where he's a real, real terrible character, and <laughs> Kiss Sixth Sense. Uh, he plays a real delightful, uh, part in Kiss Sixth Sense. Father Michael, who is Harry's uncle, the priest, is played by Oh Dae who you'll know from Red Sleeve. Mm-hmm. He's the guard. He's he's Yisan's guard mm-hmm. in uh, in Red Sleeve. And then her friend So Ra is played by So Ye Wan from Business Proposal. She's the I have no chingu's <laughs> cousin from <laughs> Business Proposal. Mm-hmm. Uh, she has a much bigger part in this than she did in Business Proposal, and she's just delightful and then you know there are lots of great cameos by the people who are coming in who are as the deceased Mm -hmm. um and one of the people who is also in it is Kim Young Oak our favorite Mm homie from everything I think you know I mean she's in so many things so delightful this is another one where you know that I definitely see where there are holes mm-hmm. in it, but the things that I love about it, I love so much that mm-hmm. I don't even care that there are little holes. And it's not like, I don't, in my opinion, none of them is like a big enough hole that it's really just keep going. It's fine. Uh, she really seems like a grown up to mm. me in this show. Like her character is only 25, mm-hmm. but she's a working professional and she really seems like an adult to me whereas the all the other things that i've seen her in you know she's either literally a high school student mm-hmm. even in gumiho she's you know a college right. student mm-hmm. um, but she really seems like a an adult and she and lee jung young's character seem of of an age they seem very well suited to each other and You know, I mean, I guess I feel defensive about this show because people were so mean about it on the internet, but I really loved it and have very few notes about it. Like I thought... The, the details, the interwoven backstories work really well. Like, maybe not quite as well as in While You Were Sleeping, but it's very similar kind of vibes for me as mm-hmm. far as, like, these complicated backstories that are all interwoven of several characters mm-hmm. that I feel like they do a good job of revealing throughout. Um, and, I mean, I would watch it again in a heartbeat. I re- re-watched, you know, a little bit of it this week to be ready for today but I would I would re-watch the whole thing with no qualms whatsoever mm-hmm. so I highly recommend I think you will really mm. like it Suze it has a lot of things that you will mm-hmm. like in it um so I'm eager for you to watch it because I hope that I'm not crazy that I'm the only person who loves it <laughs> I mean I can't be the only person who loves oh, it but I'm sure that's impossible <laughs> well that that is true every drama has its viewer
1: i guess well i am excited to watch it because um it does seem to have a lot of things that i really like such as like you know those like stories within stories like the mini stories like hotel to luna and um like chocolate which i have seen but you haven't seen you Mm -hmm. know um so i am excited you know always love hieri um so yeah I will definitely check it out. I was hoping to be able to see it before today, but... (laughs) Time! What is that? (laughs) That darn space-time continuum again. Ugh. Because instead, I went and watched Two Cops, which I just talked about earlier, um, sort of extensively, so I won't talk too much here and I'll just like, focus more on Harry specifically but just a little synopsis you know it's a um, there's a detective and there's a con man their worlds collide shall we say <laughs> mm-hmm. and then there's an accident and they happen to be like cuffed together and they like got thrown into a river and then when they wake up One of them wakes up. The other one does not wake up, except for in spirit. (laughs) So for various amounts of times, they have to share the cop's body. And then through that, they were able to like work together to solve one big mystery and several other mysteries that connect to the big mystery, as it were. Um, Mm -hmm. And it has sort of Allah While You Were Sleeping, a kind of good mm. sort of childhood connection story, which I really enjoyed and I thought was like done really well. Um, but like I said, they like sort of took their time getting to like give you enough morsels to follow the like main yeah. mystery. And so I feel like they give you something in the beginning. And then you're, like, left sort of wondering about it for too long. Right. Without giving you enough crumbs to be like, oh, there's progression or more information to, like, keep you guessing. But then you feel like you're, like, filling in some of the gaps. Um, That part sort of, like, gets jump started after, like, I don't know, episode, like, 10 or something. Uh, Something quite late. I remember
0: feeling like... um it was unrealistic that none of the characters were thinking about Mm -hmm. this. You know, it's like so not mentioned Mm -hmm, for such a long mm -hmm. time. It's like, how come none of you are like thinking about this big (laughs) mystery that was like introduced at the beginning? That just felt very unrealistic to me. Yeah, yeah.
1: You know, and you mentioned just now how um, she often feels very young in... The shows hmm. and in this show I did feel like that. You know, she's she's a reporter yeah. in this show, you know, she's not a newbie reporter either. You know, she's supposed right. to be I don't know, she's not an ace either, you know, she's just like a good reporter who's trying to like get her stories out there, but you know, there's like a little bit of sort of rivalry between her and this other girl in the beginning, but then it's like mm-hmm then it's a nothing burger thing you know like that's another detail that goes like dude did we really need to know this right like what (laughs) yeah so she is you know and but she just felt still quite young you know in, in this role so that was interesting and then she also still has her like you know spunky loud girl chaoticness is still very present here especially in the beginning um kind of thing which was like helpful in some situations really like that she Mm. behaves that way and doesn't like cower when like stuff are happening right um so it was good because she was able to like help some people with that and help herself with that you know like she's not the kind that's just gonna like sit there and oh there's a problem can somebody save me you know like she will actively like try to figure out how to get out of a situation so um, there are a couple of times that I was like girl what are you doing why are you doing this Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know kind Mm -hmm. of thing like recklessness basically Um, or somebody already said like please don't do that and she just like does it anyway kind of situations that annoyed me but that was mostly in the beginning I thought that happened Mm -hmm. and then you know, it's sort of faded, that sort of thing. Um, and like I said earlier, I
0: do not super buy the romance. Um, I just, yeah. It was not. Well, this is another one where they have such a big age gap. Yeah. I mean, it. I remember being a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. with the, you know, and just sort of writing off the romance plot because they seem, like you said, she seems younger, I think, than her character is meant mm-hmm. to be. And in reality, I looked up their ages and they're, like, legit 14 years apart in yeah. age. Like, yeah. that seems like a lot. Especially when the main character is, like, 23. Or, so, <laughs> or the you know, the, the younger character is very young. Yeah. So,
1: yeah. Mm, whatever. <laughs> but, like, luckily the romance is not at all a main focal point of yeah. the show. Like, it just sort of is something that they, like... Added in there for interest, I guess. But really, mm. the main exciting fun thing is them trying to solve this and like different unconventional ways that they had to like gather information with. Um, so yeah, recommend. I liked it a lot, did not love it. You know, Harry's good in it, but it seems like she was like not old enough for it for that role. Yeah. I would agree. I wish they had cast somebody older than her. Um,
0: Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. When I don't think that that role requires her specific energy, you -hmm. know, that she always brings, like, I think that there are other people who could have played that role Mm -hmm. equally Mm -hmm. fine. Like, you know, I'm not mad about it, but like, it's not a distinctively hairy kind of role in the way that on is. Right,
1: yeah. It just, it's kind of, like, not, like, her character, specifically, I thought, was not fleshed out enough, um, compared yeah, to the agreed. two guys, you know, mm-hmm. um, so, you know, I wish she had, like, more to do as well, you know, I felt like, mm-hmm. by the end, she didn't have that much to do, like, the three of them, essentially, are working together, basically, mm-hmm. you know, she did not know there were three of them (laughs) for a little while but yeah you know she she is like hands-on even though the cop is like this is police business please don't interfere which is correct (laughs) you are not police Mm -hmm. it is not your job to investigate whatever you know um but she was helpful to them in certain scenarios um i just don't think it was balanced I guess, well, mm-hmm. um, you know, I felt like she was sort of in the romance more than, like, the investigating mm-hmm. part uh, yeah. kind of thing, which was a bummer. Um, but, yeah, I mean, what can you do? It was fine. I guess it yeah. was fine. She was fine yeah. in this. She she was, fine. She was yeah.
0: fine. I I agree. I mean, to me, her character felt a lot like she was in the drama to exist as a point of rivalry for the two main guys because they both have romantic interest in Mm -hmm. her so there's like some you know some gags about Mm -hmm. they're both trying to win her over Mm -hmm. um even though like the romance is not the interesting part Mm -hmm. of this story, but that that's what it seemed like to me, is like, her character didn't really need to be a woman, like it could just have as easily been a male reporter, but yeah. I mean, I'm not trying to write ladies out of <laughs> dramas, we should have more yeah. ladies in the dramas, but it doesn't always have to be about kissing and hugging. Well... Lynn, what are your mm. favorite Harry scenes? My favorite Harry scenes, I picked three. Mm-hmm. Um, the first one is from May I Help You. And there's a scene, I did not write down what episode it's from. I want to say 12. It feels like 12-ish mm-hmm. around that point in the 16-episode drama. It might be slightly later. Where Dongju and Taehee and Taehee's grandmother, who has come to town, all go on a walk in the park together. And it's very delightful. You know, she has such a uh, caring vibe about her and her, her character in this show is very much about caring for people. So she's very solicitous of harmony and, you know interested in everything hominy has to say but there's a point at which tahi has gone off to get waters for the three of them where she and hominy have a a little bit of a heart-to-heart talk i mean basically there's a piece of information that her character has not known the audience knows but her character has not known up to this point that is revealed in this conversation and just the sort of the journey that she goes on in those moments you can see on her face as she's trying to process this new information. I think she's very, very good in the scene. Um, And yeah, I can't really explain why. I just really, really love that scene. I think she's great in it. And your heart sort of breaks for her as she's finding out this new information. Uh, I also picked two scenes from reply 1988 when i was re-watching it this week i was basically like what scenes am i gonna pick because it could be practically every scene in the whole show (laughs) uh but there's a point at which doxon gets to go to china Mm -hmm. and there's a scene with her at the hotel desk (laughs) in china where she's Just hilarious and charming. And I just love her so much (laughs) in that scene. Um, And then there is a scene that, again, I don't know what episode it's in. It's somewhere in the middle. And I don't want to spoil anything about what happened. It's hard to talk about this scene without kind of spoiling what's going to happen in the drama. So I'll just say, if you've seen this drama, it is... When it's the first snow and she's expecting one Mm -hmm. thing to happen and that is not what Mm -hmm. happens. And again, you know, I mean, I I feel like I don't know if I've ever seen anybody actually write this, but but I, I feel like maybe she's not taken as seriously as an actress because she tends to do this sort of role. And I'm not sure she has the, you know, the same kind of range as the people I was referencing Mm -hmm. before, you know, the real chameleon type of actors. But I don't think that that should take anything away from her talent or her effectiveness as an actress. And I think that this scene is really evidence of that. Cause again, it's just a short scene. Not a lot sort of happens But you see this whole journey on her face in a few moments as she's assimilating Mm -hmm. this information. And, um, you know, I think she's so effective and really moving Mm -hmm. and it's just another scene that I really love. So that's what I picked as my most favorite Yeri scene. (laughs) What did you pick, Suze? (laughs) Well, like you said, it could be anything
1: in reply, 1988, practically. No, I love every yeah. time she side eyes her friends when they make her the <laughs> butt of a joke, which they do often, but I'm okay mm-hmm. because they take turns <laughs> making each other the butt <laughs> of the joke. Not nobody's right. immune to yeah. that. And so that's yeah. a fun dynamic. I love it every time she dances in that show. Cause uh, I mean so good. just
0: uh <laughs> Well, and it's so funny to me to think that you know, I mean, she's in a, a <laughs> she's a K-pop she's an idol, right? I mean, she's an idol, so she she dances right. real good, <laughs> right? Not
1: in this chat, in this show, but she does her best, <laughs> and her friends like are equally horrified, but also fascinated sometimes by her tenacity, mm-hmm. and that's like what counts. But um, yeah, but I chose. A scene that sort of, to me, was one of the, like, indications that she was growing up and things are changing. Mm. You know, as I talked about before, you know, her sister is a real hard ass (laughs) and they fight like cats and dogs all the time, you know, for no good reason sometimes, for very good reasons sometimes, (laughs) you know, and then you know, time is passing and her sister Bora decided, you know, she's gonna um, really hardcore study. And so in order to do that, she's going to like move out and like go into like basically little ho- this little hostel that they have for like mm. students. They're like most students would, it's just like a one room, you know, you have shared, you know, shared bathrooms and common areas But it's like this one teeny tiny room where you just study and sleep, basically. And one day, Dachshund is told by her mom to like bring some food to her sister. And she goes there and she is like horrified. (laughs) She Mm. and they are not rich. You know, they are not. They live in a very small house. Mm -hmm. Considering. And she saw where her sister was living. And she immediately burst into tears (laughs) and was Mm -hmm. like, how can I like complain about anything when you are living like this, you know, kind of Mm. situation. And for them, these two sisters who had just bickered and like hardcore fought physically, like not just yelling at each other, but like hair pulling, smacking at each other, you know, just all their lives to get to a point of understanding like this. You know, and this is like Mm -hmm. what the show is so good at, is showing you how one thing might seem one way, but it doesn't mean, you know, people don't care for each other, even though they've fought all their lives. But they're still sisters. (laughs) There's still Mm -hmm. love and affection there, even though, you know, you couldn't tell (laughs) if you just saw them. Right fighting all the time which is the majority of what we see them do um even though early on there are also other scenes that indicate it's otherwise but this was like for Mm. me a point where Sun really starts to become a grown-up um when she can Mm. and feel that she could express herself to her sister this way um was really nice to see so That's what I chose. It's a
0: good one. It's a good one. I mean, that whole show is full of... Good moments. Favorite scenes. Mm -hmm. Favorite from beginning to end. Love Reply Mm 1988. Well, Suze, it is time (laughs) for me to ask you on a thing. Oh, goodness. uh, I feel like this might be, this the question that I wanted to ask you might be too similar to a question that I've asked you mm. before. So if that's the case, I'll come up with a backup question. <laughs> but I was inspired by, I mean, ev- all the time I was writing notes, every time I was was revisiting uh, May I Help You This mm. Week, I just felt felt really affected by those terrible reviews. I think mm. I think, just because my experience of it was so counter to that. Like, right. I really loved this mm-hmm. show. And even re-watching parts of it this week, I was like, this show is great. I don't understand why people are so mm-hmm. mad mm-hmm. about this show. So my question is, do you have any shows like that that you feel like have such haters that you just can't even see... Where they're coming from because you just think that it's really great. Well, maybe you feel like I'm a hater of trying for I'm
1: you're not, not a, a hater. I'm like pretty sure you're not gonna hate it. Well. Like you're gonna like it. I'm not gonna give it a yeah, six. You're gonna like yeah. give it like an eight, probably. Something That's
0: like that. Almost certainly yeah. true.
1: Um you know it's It might be hard for me to say just because I don't read reviews (laughs) or read the comment section, as it were. So sometimes I don't super know if people, like, love a thing or not.
0: Yeah, I usually don't, or I never used Mm -hmm. to, I guess I should say. I mean, I did about that show, obviously, and I don't really know why because I'm going to stop. I think more often I would, like,
1: not like as much things that people really love that Mm, might be mm -hmm. more of a thing that happens yeah well what's an example of that um i mean i feel like a lot of people really liked the smile that has left your eyes and i just Mm. did not care for it (laughs) just i like understood what they were doing and i sort of like dug the like vibes a bit but it was too much one direction that i could not like appreciate it i
0: guess Mm. um this one that had like a real like crazy ending oh really Mm -hmm. remind me what the smile has left your eyes is
1: it's the one where there's like um the main me, uh, the main guy has some there's like a really like dark backstory, and okay, there's like at the heart of it this like psychiatrist who is like who had treated him, I guess. so he he has a real like sort of dark view of life kind of thing and then he got embroiled okay. into this mystery where some people there's a murder i think and people were like pointing at him and he, oh. and he was not really doing too much to like he's not like oh it wasn't me like you know he wasn't like defensive about it and he's just like he's
0: mm. not like actively defending right, himself right.
1: But also, you know, sort of nonchalantly, like, it wasn't me, but you won't believe me because of this and this and that. So it's like also perception Mm, of people because of their demeanor and the way they, anyway. And then they, you know, relationship with the main main girl. And I don't know, it's a very, it is kind of like a dark story. Um, Not kind of, Mm. it is a dark story. I just, you know, I just had problems with how he presented himself, I guess, mm-hmm. um, was too, I don't know, they were trying to redeem him, right? Because obviously there's a reason why he has reached sort of the state of being that he is. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're not trying to like do it in a like mainstream obvious way. Mm -hmm. Um, But the way people behaved also, other people behaved seemed extreme to me Mm. for Mm -hmm. and I don't know why they would be that extreme Mm -hmm. even if they like have very strong feelings about this one thing, you know. Um, But I feel like this Ultimately, it was probably mostly the ending that ruined it for me.
0: This mm. show,
1: I mean, I, I sort of dug the vibes. Really, I did. And I really was interested to see, like, what was going to happen. But what happened wasn't. <sighs> I didn't think it was necessary. Mm. And in some ways, really a bummer. Like, really a bummer, mm. you know. Um, so maybe it was just not for me. I don't know yeah Yeah. but people loved it like yeah some people like this is where like i I found a reviewer who was like doing like oh here's my like during like valentine's day was like oh here's like my top 10 romance k-dramas and this was one of them and i was like excuse me (laughs)
0: excuse
1: me excuse me so yeah uh Wow. that was I guess one of them but also like how many reviews are out there about it you know because I'm only this mm-hmm. is basically from one source of person right
0: right so, so
1: I don't know yeah I don't know if there's anything that that's super people super hate out there that I like I mean I feel like Snowdrop is something that I think it has like a lot of people love that show Snowdrop. Yeah, I think it was, like, wildly praised by people, I think, when it was happening. But
0: we know how
1: we feel about this show.
0: (laughs) Well, and also, you know, I was talking at the start about all the people who loved Sonam Girls High School Mm -hmm. Investigators, which I find equally inexplicable to loving Snowdrop. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a lot shorter than Snowdrop. <laughs> yeah. That is very, very interesting. I don't think we've talked about The Smile Has Left Your Eyes before because yeah, I have not, we have not seen it yet. Uh, we have not
1: featured those people, you know. I still have to watch more of them uh, in there. There's some really good friends in there um, that will probably feature soon. Um, mm-hmm. but for the main people, you know Chung So Min, we haven't got to her, and So I haven't watched enough of his stuff.
0: Like I think I've only seen two or three of his things. So I gotta. Keep I talking. don't think I've seen anything except his little tiny in, role in, in soundtrack, soundtrack number one. <laughs> anyway, anyway, well. Beloved listeners, what do you think about these shows that we've been trashing? Has (laughs) anyone else out there seen Sonam Girls High School Investigators? Because if you have a more positive view of it, if it made more sense to you than it did to me, I would be very interested in hearing why. (laughs) What? What made sense to you about it? Because it mostly didn't make sense to mm-hmm. me. Uh, I'm, I mean, really, we're always interested in hearing your your feedback on the things that we have to say. We don't think that we're the be all and end all of opinions. We love knowing about other people's opinions. I mean, as you heard at the front of the show, Susie and I have different opinions about soundtrack number one. Mm-hmm. We mostly agree, but we don't always mm-hmm. agree. Do you agree with us? let us know how can they let us know Suze? let us know on Instagram at
1: Annie's on Opa's pod hit us up in the chats in the comments let us know how you mm-hmm. feel about Harry did you know her mm-hmm. from her girls day days <laughs> I totally missed that whole group's existence <laughs> um, so yes <laughs> chat with us do you you know? What are your hairy feelings? What are your feelings about these shows? Tell us if you disagree, if you agree.
0: We love to chat. Thank you so much for listening. Thanks for listening. Thanks for chatting. Thanks for for finding us. Um, Thanks for... I mean, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but I'm going to guess if you made it this far that you also enjoy handsome opas. So... (laughs) Thank you on behalf of the worldwide opa community. Thank you for your love. We also love the handsome opas because as the much discussed muse of our podcast, Kim sun Young said in the much discussed reply nineteen eighty eight, Opa <laughs> animnika. If they're handsome, aren't they all called Opa? We certainly think so. That's what we call them. So We'll call them that again next time. Come back then. Bye.